Being on the front lines in the fight to educate the next generation is tough. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with important updates, encouragement, and connection. Welcome to the Institute Leaders Lifeline. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Institute Leaders Lifeline. My name is Mike Sinclair, Deputy Superintendent of School Support at the Charter Institute at Erskine. And we have some special guests with us today for several different reasons. One, because they're really important to the work we do, but also we're gonna spend a little bit of time talking about our awards banquet. And this year's awards banquet is even a little more special than the prior one. So you'll learn a little bit about that. So stay tuned for the entire podcast, as I know you're going to hear some great stories and some reasons that we celebrate here at the Institute. I'm joined by Deputy Superintendent of Accountability, Ms. Christy Junkins, and our Director of Communications, Ms. Ashley Epperson. Thanks for joining us. Both of y'all have been here for quite a while, uh, since the beginning. Um, so we've done several of the awards banquets. So let's spend a little bit of time just talking about what, what is the awards banquet? What is, districts don't necessarily have a banquet. Sometimes they'll have like a little ceremony. So Ashley, you put this together. So what, what is the awards banquet to you? Yeah, the awards banquet has looked really different over the past couple of years, just as we dealt with COVID and things like that. So the banquet is really, at its core, an opportunity for all of our students, teachers, and volunteers, as well as our school leaders and board members and institute staff to get together, celebrate the accomplishment of our schools over the past year, and look ahead to the future. That's great. And you were at the very first one, so it's changed a little bit. What what, what does it mean to you? Um. It's, it's an awesome time to celebrate everyone um, from the school level um, to those champions with, in the leadership of the schools too. Um, but talking about the work that Ashley's done in planning it, the very first one was upstairs in the capital city um, area. And there probably might've been 70 people, 75 people max. And a lot of those were guests um, because they had invited people who would be starting in July of the coming year to come and see what it was about. And then we had to go um, online for COVID. Two years we were virtual. Yes, and then it has progressed from there to this morning they said there's about 450. So that's phenomenal in five years to go from the a small playing field to a production is how I look at it because people see those videos and they're like, wow. And especially for such a small team, they do a phenomenal job with it. I agree. Production's a good word. Give us kind of an overview. What are things that people are going to see at this? Oh boy, there's a lot in store for sure from the pyrotechnics to all the different photo opportunities that we have. You're going to see our elementary, middle, and high school student of the year get crowned, our volunteer of the year get an award, and then we will name our 22 or 23-24 Nathan Yon Institute Teacher of the Year at this banquet. So really exciting stuff in store, lots of uh, performances and processions and awards, and it's just going to be a great, great time to celebrate, celebrate the legacy of some of those who have gone before us and then, you know, celebrate all that the future has in store for the Institute. You had me at pyrotechnics there. <laughs> you know, we can't do anything without the pyrotechnics. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Either that or confetti and the pyro wins. Yeah, we would do confetti, but they don't let us. So, you know, got to settle for the pyro. The pyro is a little easier to clean up. <laughs> this is true. That's true. Definitely. That, that is true. I've never thought about it like that. We have to have a fire marshal, apparently. I mean, but at least we don't have to clean it up. That's right. <laughs> well, Christy, I, you, being a school leader, 
What, why is it important that we bring school leaders and schools to celebrate? I mean, talk to me about the perspective of being at a charter school because you don't have a traditional district that you meet with all the time. And what is significant about having a, a, an authorizer, a district office, if you will, that puts something together like this? Um, it lets you know that it's a priority, that um, showing support to one another, celebrating is a, pri is a priority of the Institute. Too often as a charter school leader, you can become isolated um, to where you are only focused on what's going on in your building because that's what matters to you at that point in time. And you still need to build that support group around you of other leaders so that you can have conversations when you're having difficulties to see if they've encountered it, um, to have that peer support or that colleague support, not just the district office support. Um, so the Institute, this kind of celebration is just bringing everyone together at a time where you can celebrate, be happy, um, and have a positive impact for at least one evening. Right. One other thing I think that it does a great job of is it encourages and rewards excellence from the student level all the way up to the teachers. You know, we know that there's a, a national crisis for teachers in our country, and this is just one way that the Institute likes to reward those who are, you know, keeping their promise to their, their community and to their students and rewarding that excellence by giving them the Teacher of the Year Award and allowing them to strive for the Institute Award and then even the state. And for us that are that attended every single year is another event that's coming up. Of course, we enjoy what the new thing is that they're gonna bring out at that particular one. But for some of these kids, this may be the only time that they've ever been recognized on this level. And even for some of these adults, it could be the first time in their life. And this could be very memorable um, for them moving on. In fact, it could even change the trajectory for some children um, based on how they they feel they get that feeling of success and recognition. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and we're recognizing champions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that coordinator level in a school is silent. I mean, you, you don't hear them much. They're, they deal with compliance. They don't get celebrated. They don't get to invited to something like this. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a special piece of it that a lot of times is missing is we don't celebrate those that are on the ground doing the work, you know. Uh, and a lot of times you have there's specific days outlined for your boss mm -hmm. or uh, for teachers of the teachers week and things like that. But when you have that extra hat, they don't get celebrated a lot. There's not that special place on a calendar that says this is where we need to celebrate these individuals for doing this, right. whereas this platform allows that. Right. There's not a testing coordinator right. day. Right. And if you've ever been a testing coordinator, you really want to get recognized if it goes all well. Especially at this time of year. Yes. That, and that's why I was thinking about, I was thinking that, you know, with all the stress in the buildings, it gives these individuals a chance to step out mm -hmm. and, and be recognized. And yeah. and that's, that's really awesome. This year, not only do we have pyrotechnics, but it's also our fifth year celebration. So it's even a little more unique. So Ashley, you've been here for four of the five years, um, started as an intern. Um, I think that's one thing that we do well as an, an institute is identifying talent and growing that talent. So talk to me about kind of that transition from an intern to now being the director of communications and really the face of a lot of operations around here. So how, how did that happen kind of? 
Talk to me about how that was built in. Yeah, yeah. So I did start as an intern back in 2019. I was still in school full time at the University of South Carolina. And I started here thinking I was going to be at the Institute for three months because I needed to pay rent over the summer. Just full transparency. I had another job lined up. My aunt actually got me the job. So it was a little... Uh, tricky when Mr. V looked at me on my first day and said, you're going to stay here for a long time. And I was, at the time, I didn't really know Mr. V. I thought, no, no way, that, that'll that never happen. I won't be here any longer than my three months. I'm going to go uh, do this other job and I'll be finished. But um, obviously he was right because here we are today. So I'd like to make a public apology to my aunt first and foremost. Um, but since then, it has just been an absolute whirlwind. So I was lucky enough to work under the director of communications at the time, Derek Phillips, who will actually be at the banquet. I'm really excited oh, to see right, him again. Yeah. yeah. So under his leadership, I was able to learn a lot about communications and what that looks like at a statewide charter school district. And then, of course, working with Superintendent Runyon and Mr. V over the past couple of years has just been really invaluable in learning leadership skills and <clears throat> how the authorizing shop really works and what it means for us as an institute and for our students all around the state. So they were kind enough and generous enough to trust me with the role of a communications specialist and then assistant director of communications. And then when I graduated, um, I was named the director of communications. So it's been an incredible journey. It hasn't always been easy, but I am really proud of where we are today. I'm proud to be here, and I'm just so thankful to all the leaders that helped me get there. What? <laughs> I know from my role with you being on the team that I work with, I, I got Instagram just simply because I knew I was going to have to like posts, um, but you've taught me so much. So I I feel like an intern learning from you. So I appreciate what you bring to the table and, and kind of how you've grown into that role. I, I remember that first year uh, when Derek was upstairs emceeing the awards mm -hmm. and, and and you were becoming in, coming in as an intern. So I think I was hired the week before that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. so, so, I, so that's been a wonderful development to watch you go through that. And you do an excellent job. Chris, you and I were building administrators, leaders, charter leaders together. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of left to take a risk when the Institute started. What what did you see in that opportunity? What, what really um, made you want to jump into kind of the unknown of this authorizer that was brand new? Coming from the school, and seeing, I had a great relationship with Mr. V. Um, Superintendent Runyon, I had met numerous times throughout um, when they were first planning the Institute um, and just saw their, their vision and what was in their heart. Um, and it was, yes, we have the compliance pieces, but in the end, it's about the children. Mm -hmm. And too often education kind of forgets that, even though you wouldn't think they would, and it's more about politics sometimes. Um, but it always, anytime you talk to them, it was about the children. How can we get the children a better education? What can we provide for them? What ways can we do that? Um, and through conversation, knowing that um, they are very outside-of-the-box thinkers, um, and that's something that I can relate to. Um, and so I I just decided that it's, I see, I feel, I, I agree that children is, I want somebody to be able to take care of me when I get older. <laughs> you know, I want them to have those abilities to do that and to see that it wasn't all, yes, politics play a huge part, 
but the main focus was on these children and this next generation of citizens coming out of South Carolina. Right, right. I, I think that's what motivated a lot of us to join was that it's not about the business, it's about the kids. And, 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 and we remind each other of that as much as we can. And I'm gonna ask you to think of maybe your favorite memory over the next five years. So I'm gonna tee that up. Um, the reason I think that's important is because in the business, it's so easy to get lost in the weeds. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we forget the high points. You know, sometimes we get stuck trying to keep things moving. So celebrate with us a little bit. It might be a Mr. V story. It could be a whatever. What, what, what's a memory that sticks out, Ashley? Yeah, I mean, I have plenty of Mr. V stories, but uh, we don't have time for that. So I think anything with the ambassadors, I love. My department oversees the ambassador program. So anytime that they have an opportunity to shine, it's like a core memory for me. I just, I get a lot of personal fulfillment out of that. And I know that they really enjoy it as well. But the thing that immediately comes to mind is when we did our virtual awards banquet, I guess about a year ago or two years, it was two years ago. It was uh, right after COVID and so we were still virtual and we came up with this crazy harebrained scheme to put our teacher of the year on a small plane and fly her over the greater Columbia Midlands area. And I got to go on the plane and I was terrified. But then once we got up there, it was just like, it was really relaxing almost. It was like a very beautiful scenic view. Our teacher was so excited. Her husband got to go with us as well and they were just taking it all in and taking the surprise in. So that's a really great memory for me. Unique opportunities we put in front of our teachers. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Very, very unique. Pyro, airplanes, you know, you know and if you were going to ever... maybe one year, who knows, hot air balloon. If you're going to do a sightseeing, Columbia is a great place to cruise around. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I'd rather be in the air in Columbia than on the road. No, that yeah, that's, that's valid. yeah, I, I, I respect that. <laughs> it was beautiful. The lake was gorgeous. And the stadium, Big Hamcock fan, so seeing the stadium from above. Yeah, was, that was would awesome. be neat. That would be yeah. neat. Yeah. Christy, how about you? Um, so the Institute is very family-oriented, and, and they tell you that if when you interview, of course. Um, but you have to live it to really believe it. And I come from such a small family, um, very small. I mean, currently it's my mom, my dad, my husband, That's and one cousin, that's my family. Um, and so experiencing the atmosphere of, um, we, we did a road trip to Royal Live Oaks and someone had the great idea to rent a van that John was going to drive. Okay. And so John is driving this huge van with 10 or 12 of us in it. And we kept saying he was driving us in the Amazon van and that we were, going, <laughs> you know, it was just crazy of the things that um, we talked about, the conversations that were had on that road trip to go to Rural Live Oaks. Um, and then about Mr. V, I think my favorite about Mr. V so far has been um, when Ms. Rubenzer stood up at the kids' first conference and donated like $300 because the pie in the face turned into like a raffle. And it was like, or an auction. It was like the highest bidder gets to do this. And she just stood up and I, I believe it was $300 and everybody was just like, <gasps> um, so seeing that and it, his expression was um, priceless too on that one. Right. 
Right. He loves these big ideas, but he never anticipated it was going to turn around and end <laughs> right. up on his face. Right. So. Yes. Yes. It, it was awesome. That one was awesome. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I think all of us have a connection to V. I, th- I think really that relationship, you know, and, and I think sometimes, you know, we undervalue relationships. But, but the one thing, and this is not an awards thing, as we're talking, it makes me think about it. The one thing that I've learned from V is you invest in relationships. Um, and he talks often about spending time because you don't know when you might need each other. And it goes both ways. And we have several situations um, that, 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 that he's working to support people that he's known for years through work, but they're more personal relationships now because he invested in them and they in turn in him. And so I've always, this year particularly being at the Institute, I've always tried to keep that in front of me. Is I'm, I'm not just supporting the school leader per se because they're a school leader and I know what that feels like, but it's a personal relationship and we need to give and take um, both of those. So sometimes I think it's easy to bestow our wisdom on somebody and we don't take the time to learn and get something back from them. So um, I appreciate that story. That, that, that really resonated with me on that piece of it. What, what have you seen uh, from... So we, our philosophy here is really support. I was in uh, with a team in Colorado recently, and, and a big thing they kept saying is they have their documents, but some of their documents are based on their relationships, that a lot of that support comes from that conversation. And I think that's unique that we have that approach in the charter authorizing world in our country. Talk to me a little bit about how you see that as an impact in your relationship with the schools, because actually some of your conversations with schools are on tough subjects where you're working with them. So how does that relationship play out in in your work with those schools? Yeah, I think everything kind of comes from a mutual understanding that we're all working towards the same goal. That's something that I think is really special to the Institute, kind of like Christy was saying, like it's all about students and everything that we discuss, every tough conversation that we have to have sometimes, Um, it comes from that same place and that same goal of wanting to make an impact and to transform a generation in South Carolina. So that relationship is definitely valuable. I would echo what you said about learning that from Mr. V and really trying to apply that to our work. But it's just crucial when you do have to kind of have tough conversations with some people, just knowing that you're all working towards the same thing and moving, moving the needle in the same way. Right. And Christy, with accountability, I mean, how does the relationship help with that? Um, It helps tremendously. And I think one thing that um, I had relationships with some of the individuals as a school leader when I was a school leader. And so that came over very well. Um, But having those conversations, it's just like a teacher. You never want your first interaction with a parent to be a negative one. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to call them. You want to start that relationship off on a positive note. Um, And then one thing that we stress in accountability is, the school's success is our success as well, but also the school's failures are our failures too. So we don't place the blame game. We own it. I mean, mm-hmm. if they fail, we fail too. Right. So we own that. And I think they understand that. And so um, they're willing to be more open okay. and share things and ask for assistance when they need it um, versus thinking there's an ulterior motive. I'm right. coming from the top down. Right. No, that's a good point that they seek help when they know things aren't mm-hmm. normal right. instead of trying to just hope things work right. out for the best <laughs> at the end. And that doesn't come natural. I mean, being a traditional principal, 
I mean, you didn't, you, you know, you didn't pick up and call the district office Absolutely all the time, not. but 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 we definitely have. It feels like established mm -hmm. that communication to where we get plenty of calls to talk through Absolutely. things. Absolutely. So we're on the cusp of ending this first five years. We got a future ahead of us. Ashley, you'll be here for a lot longer than the two of us. We, we, we might be on the twilight end of ours. But so, so Ashley, we'll start with you and, and I'll let Christy think through it. What, what are you excited for? What are you, what are you looking forward to? Maybe not a specific thing, but in general, what are, you, what are you looking forward to over the next, let's say, five years? Yeah, I'm just excited for the growth to continue that we've seen at the Institute. I think if you look at kind of our trajectory over the past five years, it's just been absolutely crazy. And so I'm excited to see that continue. I'm excited to see us open new schools and new areas that otherwise might not have that opportunity and just see all the ways that we can impact students over the next five, 10, 15 years. And um, I'm excited to be any part of it. I'm excited to be part of the team and I'm just looking forward to all the growth and expansion that we're gonna have. Yeah, and there's a lot coming. Yes. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. That's for sure. Chrissy, how about you? Um, I think for me, um, you know, it's making a legacy for yourself. Whether others recognize it or not, um, when I leave the business, I know that I spent a good portion of my life trying to better South Carolina and the students um, here. And then once those students become parents, hopefully it filters down to continue with um, creating great citizens for the state. Um, but just knowing that you've had a piece in trying to make the world a better place right. um, and that your time spent here was to try to benefit and um, not knock people down, but benefit them and try to support them and help them. And um, maybe that'll get you through the pearly gates a little bit easier. <laughs> I'm not sure, um, you know, but just knowing that you had an impact somewhere on at least one student across the state. Right. Well, I think I think those are two great examples. The growth and the impact. I think you know we look around and the work we do doesn't just impact our schools. I mean, I, I know work that some of our charter schools are doing are, is actually having a positive impact on the districts they're in. They're adopting some of their programs because that's what parents are demanding, and our charter schools are showing that there are innovative ways of supporting our students. And local districts are seeing that, and the demand is causing them to change. And we're seeing school choice explode, not just in charter schools, but private schools and home schools. And, and I think we have a lot to do with it because we're, parents are seeing that they want a choice. And that's important. I think that's important. Well, and as Ashley said, um, offering choice to, in communities where students may not have ever had that choice when we're able to bring in a charter school to an area that their only choice right now is a traditional public school or a private school, which many may not be able to afford, mm -hmm. we're also helping their economic development within that community as well. Right. Um, so bringing back some of those jobs and monies back to that community um, just with having that, that charter school there as well. So right. Offering a, above and beyond just that educational choice for those families. Yeah, and we've got great examples of economic development in areas that were not, they weren't even stagnant, they were declining. Absolutely. And schools, yeah. charter schools, have been a catalyst to that. So that's great. And, and, and maybe that's a great future episode topic is to bring in some of that impact um, from some of those schools that have really seen that. So, Ashley, any last thoughts as we? Take a deep breath before the craziness of next week in the banquet. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited. I hope that all of our attendees are excited to come. Uh, just a reminder, Columbia Convention Center, May 18th, 4 to 7.30-ish. Come ready to celebrate, come ready to smile and take pictures and just sit back and relax as we celebrate everything that the Institute has accomplished over the last five years. That's awesome. That's awesome. 450-ish people coming. Something like that, yeah. And pyrotechnics. You and can't beat that. You can't beat that. So thanks for joining me. I really appreciate the conversation. We definitely are a family around here, and these dialogues are just so comfortable because this is how we work, and, and I appreciate the time that y'all spent and, and the time that you've invested in the Institute. I think we're unique, and our schools feel it, they see it, um, and we want to make sure that they know we support them. So I'm looking forward to everybody getting together. So talking about supporting your teams, as you go through this week, make sure you spend a little bit of time going around and thanking all of those on your team that support you. May is a crazy time of the year, and in June, everybody's gone. And sometimes as a leader, you sit there in June and you wish you had had some conversations. Spend time doing it now. Pull your test coordinator to the side and just tell them how much you appreciate them. Take those teachers there at the end of the year that are pushing towards the end of course exams. Thank them for the impact they've put. Make sure that you spend time investing in your team. But as you go through this week, take care of yourself and take care of those you lead. Be sure to follow the Institute on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Erskine Charters, we'll have all of these resources, including this podcast, many stories of our schools, and other things. So check us out. The opinions expressed within the content are solely the authors and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the Charter Institute at Erskine or its affiliates.